Hello. Hello, everyone. Alright, cool. Good evening, everyone. If you don't mind uh, taking some time to share the video. It's about 8.27, so I'll give it time for everybody can get on. Meantime, I'll try to fix this. Hope everyone's having a very lovely Wednesday. Alright, who we got here? Hey, how are you? Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. Let me know where you're listening from, and if you don't mind, please sharing the video. That would be great. Much appreciated. One of my phone holders broke, so I had to kind of rig something together real quick to make sure it works. Oh, hey, April. Trying to make sure it's live on the church page. Then we'll get started a uh, couple minutes. Let me see here. Good evening, good evening. Let me know where you're listening from and go ahead and share the video if you don't mind. Trying to make sure it's live okay. on the church page. All right, everything's working fine on there. And then. Everything is working well here. Perfect. All right, great. Great, great, great. I'm gonna give it, I got it on late, so I'm gonna give it about two more minutes and then we'll get started uh, because I was late uh, coming on. So we'll give it about two more minutes then we'll get started. Thank you so much for joining uh, Refresh Bible Study. Uh, as you know, uh, you are more than welcome to join us at Fellowship of Champions anytime. Uh, 2737 North O.R. Road in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where we're a church teaching you to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of your life. Um, and so you're more than welcome to hang out with us. If you can't join us live, feel free to join us uh, via Facebook on Sundays at 10. We'd love to have you. All right, we got about two, about one more minute and then we'll, we'll get started. Tonight we're gonna be talking about uh, it's working. Uh, hey Ingrid, how are you? Hey, Miss Miss Reynolds, how are you? Uh, we're going to be talking about it's working. What God has done in our lives, He has He has already completed that, and that every day that we live, every moment we're breathing, great things are happening on our behalf. And so, what we have to do is align with the Word to believe that it's already finished. And so, what we're going to do is take some time tonight to uh, to kind of go over that. Uh, what I would encourage you to do tonight. Um, if you have a notebook or anything like that handy, uh, I would encourage you to take some notes. Uh, we'll go through some, a few scriptures tonight, uh, just so that you can go back and study it throughout the week. I'm going to do my best to kind of go slow, uh, and not get too excited and, uh, or whatever, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so it's 832. Um, so we're, we're about to fire it up and get going. Uh, who I got? I got, hey, T-Punk, hey, Dad, hey, H. Uh, and I'll try to um, look at the comments as I go. Um, so we're we going to roll to be respectful of everybody's time. Like I said, I got on late, so I apologize for that. So I just wanted to give it a second so that everything could, uh, could go through. So 
So let's just pray and get started. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your your love and your and your kindness and your grace, Father. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died so that we may have life and that life more abundantly. We receive tonight everything that you have for us, Father. We thank you in advance that you are a healer, that you are a protector, and that you quench every fiery dart that the enemy may send our way. So, Father, we thank you right now. We rejoice in the fact that we're healthy, we're whole, that we do not walk in fear of any any disease, any sickness, any ailment, Father, but we completely embrace, we completely believe and trust in the fact that our Lord watches over us and that we are safe and secure in who he is. And we pray that the word that will come forth tonight will fall on good ground, Father, that see what may be planted in our hearts and that it may grow and bring forth fruit that will be representative of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What's up, Ruby? How are you? All right, so let's get started. So tonight we're going to be talking about it's working. And so we'll probably talk about this the next couple Wednesdays, next few Wednesdays, uh, because I have several pages of notes for that. But we're just going to take our time and go through it. And then if you have questions or anything like that, then uh, I'll do my best to stay uh, on top of that. I see Pastor Edwin is on and uh, a couple other people's. And so if I miss it, that they, they'll make sure that uh, I get it. Uh, so anyway, God reigns. His word has power. His word is alive and it's still working on our behalf. No attack of the enemy, act of deception or past sin can stop us from inheriting what God has for you. The coronavirus cannot stop you from inheriting what God has for you. Right now, it, the word is working. You need to say that with me. The word is working. Right now, the word is working on my behalf. Right now, doors that are, are need to be opening on my behalf, they are open. Hey, Auntie, uh, Barbara, everything I need is already in the earth. I'm not waiting on anything. I already have everything because faith is now. So I don't have to wait. I have it. And because I choose to believe that I have it, then the earth manifests what I need. It's kind of like when a woman gets pregnant. She she knows that the baby is hers. She sees it growing. Uh, she feels it growing on inside of her. But she but it is not in the earth yet. But yet every preparation is being made so that that baby, once it comes out into the natural, that it is going into the place that you, I mean, you, you have this whole thing called nesting and you get the room together. Why? Because you're prepared to prepare to give birth. And so that's the same way faith works with us. When God gives us the vision of having the house or having the new job or getting married or the business or our kids doing. Uh, behaving, our kids doing this. We got to be impregnated with the word. We got to believe the word is so real that we begin to prepare for what God told us that we could have. We're not waiting. Faith is now. Um, okay, we jumped already. The word has produced in the earth and is producing in you. What God started with Jesus. I'm sorry, my ESPN app is on. What God has started with Jesus he is also finished. With Jesus, our salvation was sealed, and now God is perfecting us through him until Jesus return. So, and I think, and Valley taught this message so well, we are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. God is perfecting us right now as we, as we walk this earth through the Holy Spirit. And so though I'm not perfect in my, I am perfect in my spirit, but my soul is being perfected, you know? And so, and that's all done through the Holy Spirit. But tonight we're going to talk about the word. The word is working on my behalf. Let's go. One of the scriptures you can write down is Philippians 1 and 6. Philippians 1 and 6. It says, and Amplified, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect it without fault or defect, satisfying all requirements and complete having all necessary parts, not limited in any way. You might well say that. I'm not limited in any way until the day of Jesus Christ, the day of his return. Philippians 1 and 6 says, I have no shortage. 
He says, I will perfect it. I will be without fault. I will be without defect. I will satisfy all requirements in you. And I will ensure that you have all the necessary parts you need and you will not be limited in any way. Now, you can't argue with the word. That's what the word says. Now, whether we choose to believe that word is on us. But the word says that he will perfect us. That means he'll satisfy all requirements. God has already went ahead of you to satisfy all the requirements that life may demand so that you will already walk in fully qualified, meeting, exceeding the standard that's needed to get whatever he told you can have. So whatever the job requirement is, and that's a good example, don't be messed up about the job requirement. God has fully perfected you, satisfied all requirements, and gave you all the necessary parts. You limit you are not limited in any way. So like if you go in and you see the job description and God says that's your job, then you don't got to be worried about whether you can obtain that job or not because you don't have everything that it looks like that you need to get it. The fact that God said that you can have it, that means you have been perfected. That means that you have all the requirements needed to satisfy it and that you have no limitations. Say that I have no limitations because God has perfected me. That's Philippians 1 and 6. Philippians 2 and 13 is one of my favorites. I'm going to do my best to stay on task here and not get, get off. It says, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively working in you both to will and to work. That is strengthening strengthening energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill his purpose for his good pleasure. Now check this out. You got to understand how awesome God is. And that's why I said the word is always working. It's always working on our behalf. So God set this up. God created Adam. Adam sinned. God needed us to be back in relationship with him. He needed us to have the same authority that Adam had, but we couldn't. And in order for us to do that, Adam had the Holy Spirit, but when he sinned, he could no longer have the Holy Spirit. So God went through all these years figuring out how to get Jesus into the earth to be the perfect sacrifice so that the Holy Spirit could then dwell within us. Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people because he couldn't dwell in us because their life, they weren't perfect. So Jesus was the perfect sacrifice to get us back to where God had Adam in the garden. And so once the Holy Spirit dwelled on the inside of us, that's what's given us the power. That's what's given us the ability. That's what's given us the strength. That's what's given us the energy and the longing to do what God desires for us to do. So I'm going to read Philippians 2 and 13 again and think about Holy Spirit. That is who is on the inside of you making this happen. So Philippians 2 and 13. For it is not your strength. It's not Ralph. It's not H. It's not Pastor Edwin. It's not April. It's not Katie. It's not Mary. It's not Shawan. It is the Holy Spirit effectively at work in you both to do the will of the Father and to do his word. It is the Holy Spirit giving you the strength, the energy, and the creative longing and ability to fulfill your purpose in the earth. For who? For God's pleasure. So God says, I'm going to tell you how to tell you what you want. I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to tell you how I want you to be wealthy. And he says, I'm going to give you the power to get wealth. Who's that power? It's the Holy Spirit. God says, I'm going to tell you what you can have. And then I am going to give fuel. I'm going to give you the fuel, the energy you need to get there along with my spirit so that it could give you the pathway on how to navigate the place exactly where I've called you to be. God pretty much says, I don't trust you not to pass it. I don't trust you to pass this test on your own. So let you let me put myself in a spirit form inside of you to teach you how to get to where I've already been so that we can't fail. The Holy Spirit is the answer key to every test that we'll ever take. And we have that living on the inside of us. That's what Philippians 2 and 13 is talking about. So say this. Say, I have all the answers on the inside of me through the Holy Spirit. And, and it's always working. 
Good things are always working on my behalf. Amen. It says, you only desire what you do because God has placed it in your heart to want it. You only desire what you do because God has placed it in your heart to want it. And I know that we got this similar thread through every week that the, the, the Lord is just trying to, to get drive it home. You want what you want because God has given you the desire to have it. And not only has he given you a desire to have it, he has then given you wisdom through the Holy Spirit to understand how to get there. He has given you the energy. He has made you perfect, which means he has satisfied every requirement. He has made you complete, which means that he has given you all the parts that you need and that you're not limited in any way of fulfilling the thing that he has asked you to do. So you're a superhero. Like you have super natural ability when we access the Holy Spirit to lead us. So let's keep going. It says we must be fully persuaded that whatever God has said he will do, whatever God has said has already been done. God isn't doing anything new. So some of our prayers is wrong. It's wrong. The way we pray, the way we're really not in, in faith because I'm not asked, once I have gone to God in, in prayer, I'm not now asking God to be healed. We don't ask God to be healed. We declare our healing. Why? Because it says in Isaiah that by his stripes, we are what? Healed. That's a past tense thing. That's already finished. That's already complete. So I declare what the word is saying. Really what we do, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So what happens is when we begin to declare what the word is saying, what we're doing is activating the Holy Spirit to bring back from history into present what has already been completed in our life. The word causes us to become aligned with what God has already done. And so that's why we got to confess what the word says. We have to confess not how we feel. We can't confess what we see in the natural. We can't confess what our friends say. We can't confess what our kids are showing us. We can't confess what, what our job is talking about. Lord, no, we can't confess what the CDC and who and the state and everybody else is talking about with this virus. What we confess is the word of God. Why? When we confess the word of God, it activates the spirit to go back in history and obtain the finished work that God has already done on our behalf and bring it into the reality. Yeah, Ms. Yolanda, our prayers are confirming what God has said. When we pray, the word, let me reflect, when we pray the word, we're confirming what God has already said for us, what he has already confirmed for our life. And so that's why it's important to pray, your, pray the word. That's why it's important to declare the word and not declare how we feel and what we think, because in ourselves, we are limited. In ourselves, we are finite. In ourselves, there is fear. In ourselves, there is doubt. In ourselves, there is insufficiency and ignorance. In ourselves, is not all-knowing. But when we decide to operate in the Holy Spirit and listen to him, we have access to the mind of Christ. We have the ability to perform the same way that God performed because the Holy Spirit is God, Father, God, and Spirit form living on the inside of us. Say, it is working. The word is working on my behalf. So manifestation is waiting on you. You're not waiting on manifestation. Manifestation is waiting on you. The finished work is finished. It is waiting on you. The job is waiting on you. The man is waiting on you. The woman is waiting on you. Your, your healing is waiting on you. Your restored marriage, your restored kids, your restored relationships, they are waiting on you. They are already finished works in Christ. You shouldn't be waiting on manifestation. Before God formed you, he put everything you would ever need in the earth. Before God formed you, he put everything you will ever need in the earth. 
These resources identify to your faith and are pulled into your reality. Your faith is like a magnet that attracts the very thing that God has called you to have to your life. Um, so if you think about a magnet, magnets attract things. There's there's a law of attraction with the magnets. And I'm not going to get into the science of polar ends and all that. But in essence, a magnet will will attract something that is metal. So what your faith does, it, it, call, it pulls you into alignment to what has already been completed with Christ. So your faith just pulls you in to the finished works of Christ. So when I believe, when God says I'm healed and I believe that I'm healed, what faith does is pulls me into alignment to receive what already has been completed for my life. So the question is, so you, you, I'm not waiting on manifestation. Manifestation is waiting on me. It is waiting on me to align myself with the word. So I am pulled into, to the finished works of Christ. It said, the question is not whether it, whatever the blessing is for you is there, but if you are ready to come into agreement and align with it, we use the word of God to align us with the heat, with what has already been done. And here's the crazy part about, about this word. Because um, I, as I was studying this week, I, I came across some old folders. And, and it's funny because right now today, we're talking about agreement, alignment, and advancement. Well, I think when I looked in my notes, I taught this message maybe 10 years ago or more, uh, these notes. And I went back and looked at some things and revamped some things. But it's amazing how God gives us the same word because these notes, some of these notes are 10 years old, but it's the same thing that we're talking about right now in the ministry is that advancement, alignment, I mean, agreement, alignment, and advancement. God is continually telling us what we need to do in order to experience everything that he has for us because it is working on our behalf. It says, we use the word of God to align us with what he has already done. If it wasn't completed, the enemy would not be working to prevent you from getting it. So say lie on that for a moment. If it wasn't already finished, the enemy wouldn't be in your way trying to keep you from getting it. And you're like, well, check it out. It's already done. Like, like defenses in football are trying to prevent a score. They're trying to prevent the offense from getting there. Well, in Christ's situation, the enemy doesn't even have that ability because the offense has already experienced victory. The offense has already won the game. We have already won the game. But what the enemy gets you to think is think that you're still playing a game. But the game's already over. The band that went home, the, the, stat, the, the stands are clear. The scoreboard says W for Jesus' team. We have already won the victory. But what the enemy does, he tries to confuse us into believing that we are still participating in a game that has that has not yet been won. And so we feel we're holding up the four like fourth quarter when the game's already won. Because the thing is, if I can get you to think that it's not finished, that I can get you outside of faith. Because faith is now, faith is complete. I've given you everything that you need. I have satisfied all the requirements. I have given you all the parts you needed to be complete. So you're perfect, you're complete, and that I've given you the Holy Spirit to empower, energize, and give you the creative ability to make wealth. But if the enemy can get you to think that those things aren't already done, then he can cause you to believe that it's not finished. And if it's not finished, then it's still being produced. And this could happen to cause it to go away. And this could happen. And the coronavirus could happen. And China can't make no parts. And the iPhones won't be there next year or whatever. But that's how you'll be thinking because there will always be something to cause you to think that the finished work will not come to pass. And so that's the game the enemy plays with our mind to get us to think that we don't have victory, to get us to think that it's not already done, to get us to think that we're not already complete, to get us to think that we're insufficient. But at the end of the day, we already got it all. It is a fixed game. You're right, Miss H. 
So we got to understand that that's there. So number one, all right, the first part, to know that it's working, step one, you must know that God has your best interests in mind. Number one, to know that it's working, you must know that God has your best interests in mind. And we actually taught this last, and that's, it's so crazy. I mean, because I was asking the Lord what to do. It's not crazy. It's, it's God. Uh, I was asking God what to talk about, and I had this notebook, and it came open. And this is exactly what we talked about last week. Beloved, I wish above all things that you what? That you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You must prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that has given you the power to get wealth. So it is he that has given you the creative ability. It is he that has given you deutimus. It is he that has given you the Holy Spirit, which will teach you how to get wealth so that the covenant may be established. And we talked about that wealth was created so that the kingdom of God could be expanded in the earth. And if you know anything about history, uh, when a kingdom took over, the way a kingdom became great, it acquired new land. And every time the kingdom acquired new land, it had to place a governor in that land. And the purpose of that governor was to go into that land and in that land was to create a new culture that was perfectly aligned with the kingdom. So if England came to, uh, let's say, Arkansas, then they will send a governor that governs Arkansas who will be responsible for causing Arkansas to look just like England. And that person's responsibility would be to make us talk like England, celebrate the holidays of England, England, to have the rules, the regulations, and the way of thinking, the way of doing things of England. That was the purpose of the governor. And so in the earth, the Holy Spirit is the governor who lives on the inside of us. And our job is to go into the lands of the earth to create these smaller kingdoms that looks just like the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And so that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. And that's why God says that, hey, the purpose of this is to establish my covenant in the earth. What covenant is that? The kingdom covenant where the kingdom in heaven looks exactly, well, the kingdom of earth looks exactly what's like in heaven because that was the purpose of Adam in the first place. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know what I'm doing. Say, say the Lord knows what he is doing. He has it all planned out. I'm sorry about ESPN. He has it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. So the Lord has it all worked out. He has it all finished for you. Right, Dad. That's it. Pastor Evan said that's how we are to be as ambassadors of the kingdom of God. That's exactly right. God wants you wealthy because he needs the kingdom wealthy. God wants you healed because everything we do, we are a walking example of the kingdom of God. And so we, we got to do that. And that's why God's going to equip us. Jeremiah 29 11. I love this. God won't abandon you. Right now, with all this mess going on, God won't abandon you. He ain't going to leave you leave you out there. You don't got to listen. I mean, you listen, but you don't got to believe that something's going to come to your house and you ain't going to be, I am healed. My family is whole. We will be fine. We're going to wash our hands. Why? Because that's what I believe. You know, that's what I believe. I believe that we'll be perfectly fine. They're like, every year they, it's, I mean, it's always something that will cause you to choose to what you're going to believe. And I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. I love what Pastor Chris put out there. She had coronavirus and then a big thing, across, a banner across it said cancel. It's ashes. It's ashes. And, and we're just going to move forward. And the question is, Holy Spirit, how do I capitalize in this market? How do I capitalize on these low interest rates? How do I capitalize on these things? Holy Spirit, teach me to become wealthy in, in, in a situation where many, many people are losing. Teach me how to profit in ways uh, when the economy is going down. Father God, teach me how to increase when it seems like everything's decreasing. Because that's the power, the creative ability, the dunamis that the Holy Spirit provides for us to get wealth. 
wealth. And that's the Lord said, I want to abandon you. Don't be afraid. I mean, Heck, if God fed other people in the Bible with ravens, if God ensured that the children of Israel uh, walked through wilderness and they were fed for 40 years, how you think he's not going to take care of you? He will. It doesn't matter if they're out of toilet paper. It doesn't matter if they have a paper towel. Don't you get afraid and think that you're going to be without. God will supply. You should say that. Say, God won't abandon me. And I'm just telling you what the word says. This ain't Ralph. This is Jeremiah 29 11. God won't abandon me. He won't leave me out there stranded. God ain't that friend that you call and you need something, but they don't answer. He ain't that friend. God is, God is, God is that friend who always answers. God is that friend who even when they don't feel like coming, they show up. God is that friend that, that's there for you when nobody else is there for you. God is that friend that encourages you when you know you done done wrong. God is that friend that brings correction when you know that you're out of line. God is that friend who always answers because he won't abandon me. Romans 8 and 32 he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Look, it's already done. If he gave us his best gift being Jesus, what won't he give us? What won't he give us? And if we can believe that a virgin got pregnant without having sex and that Jesus came and was hung on a cross then stop buying all that toilet paper. Right, I need some paper towel right now. Uh, can't go to Sam's get none. They out. Um, but God always shows up. That's good. So, but anyway, if we can believe in salvation, why can't we believe for healing? If we can believe in salvation, why can't we believe for for financial breakthrough? Those are all things that the constructs of society has called us to say it requires more faith. It requires whatever. Faith is developed through uh, understanding and trusting God, but it's hard to trust a person you ain't spent time with. It's hard to trust. It would be hard for a, imagine this. Who's on here that I don't know? Uh, I know Tamisha. Hey, uh, RA, I will get with, you're on the Fellowship of Champions group. I'll get to your questions uh, uh, later, okay? Um, but let's say we went to soccer game the other day and this mom needed uh, her daughter to walk over, right? So I ain't never spent no time with her daughter. Her daughter don't know me. First time we met. But I but I was going to walk her to the field of practice uh, because they had two kids. I had two kids. She watched major while I took Aiden and her daughter over. If I would have told her daughter to get on a truck and fall fall backwards, I catch her. Her daughter probably wouldn't have done that because number one, her daughter hasn't spent time with me. Her daughter doesn't know my voice. Her daughter doesn't know my character. Her daughter hasn't spent years with me to understand that I got her back at any moment. And it's not that I'm a bad person. It's just she hadn't spent time with me. But if I ask Aiden to do the same thing, or if I ask Major to do the same thing, or if I ask Ava to do the same thing, they've all spent time with their father. They understand my character. And when they're asked to do something that they don't understand, when they're asked to do something that they even may be afraid of, when they're asked to do something that, that seems crazy and out of the ordinary... They're willing to do it because their father has done it. And it's not just because I'm a father, but it's because they have spent time understanding that I've always had their back. And that's the problem with our faith a lot. We don't spend enough time in the word of God to understand that God is true. We don't spend enough time. I love what dad did. Uh, I think was it the middle school or something. He talked about how he went in his Bible and he wrote tried and true by all the things that God has done for us. It is through those moments of, of, of our hardship. It's through those moments of, of times where we didn't think things were going to work out. And God came through that we use as fuel for our faith to believe that he, if he did it once, he'll do it again. Right, Tamisha, God is a God of toilet paper. God cares about every aspect of your life, even toilet paper. But God will do it. 
Number two, to know it's working, you must know that God is not a taker. You must be settled in your mind in order to obey God and understand that his desire is to see your every need supply. God is not a taker. God is not a taker. Philippians 4.19, and with all his abundance wealth through Christ Jesus, my God will supply all my needs. So he says, I'll supply all your needs. He doesn't say he's going to take stuff. He's going to supply everything you need. He doesn't say that he's going to take it. Genesis 15 and 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram. I am your shield and I see in great reward. So right now, that could be your confession through all this stuff. You know what? God is my shield. He is my buckler. He is my, he's the one that goes before me. So even if this coronavirus comes to Conway, if it comes to Fayetteville, if, if it takes over Arkansas, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you are my shield and that you are my exceedingly great reward. Reward of what? of good health, a reward of what? Of no coronavirus, a reward of what? Of no flu, nothing missing, nothing broken in my life, a reward of, a, of what? Of completeness, every part being satisfied. He said that I became sin, I became sickness so that you don't have to experience it. That's just what the word says. And because he became that, then I don't have to be that. Hebrews eleven six it says, but without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God, get, oh man, it's not a four, that he rewards everyone who searches for him. So we got to understand that when we seek out God, he won't leave us stranded. When we seek out God, he will reward us for our faithfulness. I hear that, Lord. Don't grow weary in well-doing. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been looking for the job. You've been told no a lot, but your yes is out there. Don't quit right now. Now ain't the time to quit. Now's the time to dig in. Now's the time to keep going. Because why? It is already finished and your yes is out there. Your door is open. So what you got to do is keep walking until you walk, until you grab the door handle that opens. Nobody said that being a Christian was going to be easy. Nobody said being a Christian was going to be roses every day. Nobody said that being a I mean, hey, look at Jesus' life. His life wasn't easy. So we can't expect to walk through this and always feel victorious, though. But we got to understand that we always have the victory. Yeah, Katie, you can't be everything, but you know what? God can. God, and see... Katie, I love what you just said, because if you go back to Philippians 2 and 13, she said, Katie's comment says, and I know some of y'all on my personal page, so on the church page, she says, hallelujah, because even thinking about trying to be everything is exhausting. And here's the thing. That's how you know you'll step outside the grace of God when the things that you know God has called you to do begins to be exhausting on your life begins to become grievous to you. You have to step back and say, okay, God, you've called me to do this. Therefore, there must be a grace for it to happen. There is a grace for me to continue in this. Why? Because the Bible says that he will strengthen us and energize us and give us a longing and the ability to fulfill the purpose. That's what his word says. So anytime you don't feel like doing what God has called you to do, you're like, no, I declare in Jesus name, that I have the strength, the energy, the longing, and the ability to do what God says. So body, I declare that you line up with what the word has already said that I can have. I will not be defeated by exhaustion. I will not be defeated by, by sickness. I will not be defeated by other people. I will not be defeated by my mindset. I declare that I have authority over my thinking feeling cycle. I declare who I am. I am happy. I am whole. I am complete. There is nothing missing in my life. My emotions are in check. I I run my emotions. My emotions don't run me. I am in full control over everything that occurs in my day. You're like, well, Ralph, I'm in full control how I respond to, to everything that happens in my day. I can't always control what other people do, but I can always control how I respond. And really what I could do is allow the Holy Spirit to control how I respond. Because just today I was in a meeting and there were some choice words pointed my way. And, and I could have said some things back. But here's what the Holy Ghost said. Be quiet and sit there. Just chill out. 
And so what is the whole, I don't know why he told me to do that, but I listened because what the Holy Ghost does say this, the Holy Ghost knows what I don't know. The Holy Ghost knows, Holy Ghost is all knowing. So even when you don't, this is going to help somebody right here. You should just, I don't say this word a lot, but you should just shut up. You and your spouse always going back and forth and you hear the Holy Spirit telling you to hush, but you still want to open your mouth and talk and you wonder why your marriage is still the way it is because you won't be quiet. But but it's his fault, but it's her fault. Who cares who fault it is? Do you rather would you rather point blame or do you rather have a good marriage? Cuz you can't you're going to have to decide which one you want. You, you, would you rather be blaming somebody? Do you want a good marriage? If you want a good marriage, listen to the Holy Spirit. Be quiet when they say whatever they say. Seek to forgive even when you're not around. What you mean? Forgive somebody when I'm not wrong? Yeah. I can tell you a story one time. April did something that made me so mad. I don't even remember what it is now. But what I do remember is the Lord saying, be quiet. And I cried all the way to work. Y'all hear me? I'm a grown man. I remember being at the intersection of Dave Ward and Salem, boo-hooing, because I just felt like the Lord should have let me say something to her, but he wouldn't. And then just... A few hours later, I get this text. And like I said, I don't remember what it was, but I do remember she she apologized for something. And the Lord was just like, you don't always got to say something. You just got to listen to me. So for y'all marriages, sometimes just stop and listen to the Holy Spirit. You, you got to stop. Because being right is good, but you can be right and single. Let me help you. You can be right and single. So you got to choose which one is more important to you. It is a super tough lesson, Katie, but I tell you what, the rewards are great. I'm living my best life right now today. My best marriage, best everything right now today because you choose to listen to the Holy Spirit. He knows what your marriage needs. And you can't control that other person anyway. You, ain't, you can't, you're not responsible for anybody other than yourself. So when you listen, that girl, hey, listen. So when you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will teach you how to be the spouse that your, uh, your, your, your mate needs in order to have a successful marriage. He'll teach you what to say. He'll teach you how to say it. He'll teach you when to say it. Because sometimes for some of us, it ain't the issue of what we say or how we say it. Our timing bad. We got the worst timing in the world when to bring something up. So, but when you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will, he will give you the, he will make you perfect and complete. He'll give you the right time. He will satisfy all the requirements of your spouse if you listen to him. Now, I'm not sure how we done jumped to this, but the Holy Spirit would teach you how to satisfy your spouse. He will teach you how to be the complete person that you need to be in order to stay married. He will teach. And so instead of, coming after your spouse, you should pray for your spouse today and not pray for them like, Lord, I declare you get them. No, Lord, I thank you that my spouse understands the depth, the width, the height, and the breadth of your love. I thank you that they walk in love and everything that they do. And I declare that they hear from the Holy Spirit and they obey immediately. I thank you that my marriage is whole, it's complete. I declare that I am fully satisfied by my wife and my or my husband. I thank you that I am not without without. I thank you that you teach him or you teach her how to love me the way I want to be loved. And I thank you that I am a good communicator. And I thank you that I listen to both you, the Holy Spirit, and my spouse. And I declare that our marriage is the best marriage. And that today on Wednesday, uh, March the 11th, we have had our best marriage yet. But you know what? On March 12th, we'll be our best day of marriage yet. And on March 13th, it's going to be a better day of marriage yet. Why? Because we're going to always seek out God and seek him out. And when we seek God, he teach us how to love each other. So that was your marriage uh, thing for whoever needed that. But but you got to know that God's always working. When he said he made you perfect and complete, that involved every area of your life. That involved your marriage. That involved your job. That involved your kids. That involved your money. That involved your mindset. That involved your health. That involved every single area of your life. You are not lacking in anywhere. Why? Because complete means that you're not limited in any way. 
that you satisfied all requirements. So let, where were we? I think we're on point three. All right, what time is it? All right, so we'll wrap up in a second. To know it's not working, let me see where we we'll, uh We said that you got to know that God's not a taker. This is a good place to stop. Um, let's do one more. To know it's working, you must know that God's word has power and does not return to you void. God's word has power and it does not return unto you void. That'll be our last one. Uh, uh, Miss Yolanda, I'm not sure, but what I do, what I usually do after the message, I go through and look at all the comments and I'll probably message you or something with the scripture. I have to see what I was talking about at that moment, okay? Uh, to know it's not working, you must know that God's word has power. When we speak the word, it activates the spirit. 2 Timothy 2, verses 8 and 9. 2 Timothy 2, verses 8 and 9. Remember Jesus Christ. He is the ever-living Lord who has risen from the dead. Descended from David, according to my gospel, the good news that I preach. For the gospel I am suffering, even until wearing chains like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained or in prison. Hallelujah. The word of God is not limited. The word of God is not chained. The word of God is not imprisoned. The word of God has the ability to go into time and grab whatever you need and bring it to this moment in time. The word of God is limited. The word of God does not respect time. If there is anything you need, the word of God can access it regardless of where it is on the spectrum of time. You got to think about it. Uh, when, when, yeah, so, God, man, I don't got, it's not 15. Okay. Um, I try to be respectful of your time. God's word is not limited. Psalms 119 and 96. Let's go there. Psalms 119 and 96. I have seen that all things human, all thing, all, I've seen that all human perfection has its limits. Psalms 119 and 96. I have seen that all human perfection has its limits, no matter how grand and perfect and noble. But your commandment is exceedingly broad and extends without limits into eternity. That's Psalms 119 and 96. In other words, our thinking, our doing, our, our energy levels, all of those things that we do out of our flesh, they are limited to our ability. That's why Katie was talking about being exhausted. When I try to achieve godly things through fleshly bodies, I will always exhaust myself to the point of death near near death because I don't have the ability to achieve in my flesh what God has told me I can have in the spirit. But the word of God is without limit. So in other words, the spirit of God is without limit. So the Holy Ghost on the inside of us over in Philippians 2 and 13, it says, I will give you the energy. I will give you the creative ability. I will give you the wisdom and I give you all these things to fulfill the desire of God. That's what's expanded without limit. So when I operate in the Holy Spirit, I become a limitless being. When I operate in the Holy Spirit, I become limitless because the word of God has no limit. The, and, and, and think about that creative, creatively. So when, 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 when Peter walked on water, the limit was gravity, right? If you walk on water, the laws of buoyancy, if I pronounced it right, the laws, the surface area and all those things of, uh, of his feet touching water, his feet doesn't have the surface area and the buoyancy in which to float. So he should have sunk in the water. But when God told him to come, the word then became limitless to overcome anything in the earth in order for God's word to be true. So when God told that boy to walk on that water, he was had the ability to walk on water because the word became limitless in his life. And he believed the word and it wasn't to the point he stopped believing the word that he began to sink. It wasn't to the point that he began to think about his own self, to think about earthly things that what once was limited because limited because of his scope of understanding. 
I don't know how far I'm behind. I'm looking at these cunts. Uh, uh, because of his scope of understanding. So there is no limit to the word of God. So when I begin to follow God based off his word, it supersedes all limits, including the things in the earth. That means even though I don't have no money, I could still buy a house because I don't need money to buy a house. What I need is a word. That's what I need to buy a house. We get so caught up because money is finite. I don't need money to buy a house. I need a word to buy a house because once I get a word to buy a house, the word says in Philippians 1 and 16 that I'm perfect, that I've satisfied all the requirements, that I'm complete, that I have all necessary parts not limited in any way. So once I get a word, then that's what I need in order to receive from God. Once I get a word, I, I don't need to be qualified for the job. All I need to know if God said pursue it or not. I don't need to be qualified. I won't ever be perfect enough to, to get married. I remember going and asked dad, God, dad, when's a good time to get married? And it ain't never a good time. God, is it the right time? Yes. At that moment, I got qualified. Why? Because I had a word from God. And when I get a word from God, to, that's where the will of, where the word of, will of God is known. That's where my faith can begin. And when I exercise faith, I exercise faith and it became now. So a lot of us don't receive because we never truly transition from hoping to faith. We don't ever transition from hoping that it happens to understand that it's already done. It is a finished work. And so that's what we will, we will wrap up tonight. Um, it says, this last note, the word will produce whatever it says. It is impossible for it not to accomplish what it is sent out to do. A word from God enables me to exceed all earthly limitations. That's a wonderful place to end. The word of God enables me to exceed all earthly limitations. So my challenge to you this week as we close is to find out areas in your life that you know uh, and for a lot of us, it, it, it may be money. Even though we may be making more money than we ever made in our lives or anything like that, it's still a challenge to go more. To because God is always about bigger. For some of us, it may be it may be our mindsets. For some of us, it may be letting go of somebody in our life that God has told us that we didn't need. You know. But what I want to challenge you this week is to find out where am I believing. The, the the earth? Where am I believing flesh more than I'm believing God? What are those earthly limitations that I have? Then go find scriptures that speak what God says, because at the end of the day, the God, God is the word of God that causes us to, enables us to exceed all earthly limitations. And where you are fearful and where you are fearful and where you're afraid is only because that's where doubt exists. And doubt exists where ignorance abounds. I'll say that again. Doubt exists where ignorance abounds. A lot of people grew up and the one I the one I like talking about is swimming. Like my family, a lot of people, my grandmother, my mother, uh uh, were real big scared, scared of water. Didn't even like going over bridges and things like that. But their issue was they were so doubtful and, and fearful was because they were ignorant of swimming. Had they known how to swim, how swim, had they known the, the, the knowledge of navigating water, had they known how to tread water, had they known how to swim and to get from one place or another, then a lot of the fear that we have is only present because we're ignorant. And ignorant isn't a bad word. It just simply means without knowledge. And you may, it's, it's one thing to know a scripture and it's another thing to be intimate with the scripture, to know it inside out to the point that it moves me to believe. And so a lot of us know the word. We grew up in church or we, we, we're in the Bible Belt. You, you know it, but you're not intimate with it. It, it isn't moving you to believe what it says to the point that it over compensates for what you already know in the earth. You know you don't got enough money to buy a house, but you out there looking for them. You out there applying for them. Why? Because that word of God is bigger than what you see in the earth. 
And so we got to understand that anywhere that we have doubt, fear about money, fear about this, this virus, fear about whatever, it's only pres- that fear is present because of ignorance. We have to get into the word of God so much so that we believe the word more than we believe the world. I believe the word more than I believe the world. I believe what God says about me more than what my credit score says about me. I won't not look for the house when God told me to because I got a 500 credit score. You do realize God knew you had that credit score when he told you to get the house. You do realize God... Okay, I'll say it like that. I don't mind. You do realize God knew you were a whore when he told you to get married. He knew that. He knew the person he told you you'll be married to would know that you were a whore. But he ain't messed up about that because he has already arranged your best life. But a lot of times we disqualify ourselves because like, I'm a whore. Who wants to be married to a whore? If you go read the Bible stories, it's people who got married to a whore and they lived a good life. Don't disqualify yourself based off your past. Do not disqualify yourself based off your past or anything to do. If you can see it in the natural, it does not disqualify you because the word is bigger than your natural. If you can see it, you can hear it, you can touch it. It can't stop you. It can't stop the word. The word is bigger than the natural. The word has no limits. The word has the ability to overcome. Listen, Peter walked on water. The word overcome gravity. You hear me? He made a hammer's head float. I mean, think about that. That's what the word did. The word is greater than the world. Amen. So you guys be blessed. I am grateful that you took the time out to, because uh, you could be doing anything right now. So I, I, and I know that. So I am very grateful that you took the time out to join us for Refresh Bible Study. I, I am forever grateful for that. I pray that the word blessed your life. Um, and that, that the seeds that were planted will grow and bring forth fruit in your life. Um, like I've always said, uh, if you need a church home, please don't hesitate to join us at Fellowship of Champions, uh, at 2737 North O.R. Road in Fayetteville. Um, if you can't physically attend, please join us via Facebook Live, um, at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, so please do that in, like I said, I pray each of you have a very blessed week. I declare safety and, and completeness and wholeness over your life. I, I declare every fiery dart that enemy may send your way is quenched right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that uh, though there are things may be around us, that nothing will come nigh our dwelling. Um, read Psalms 91 and confess it over your life, that you are, that you are healed, that you are complete. Uh, that's not what Psalm 91 said, but that's what I'm thinking. You are healed. You are complete. There is no reason to be afraid. I, I, The love of God drives out all fear, and God loves you enough to keep you safe. And that could be a simple confession. The Lord loves me enough to keep me safe. And so, so thank you again. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm getting all these emails, so I think I'll have to check and see what's going on there. But uh, yeah, Christy, thanks for putting that in there. Uh, great, great, good word. Appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, I go look in the Fellowship of Champions uh thing. I see some comments over there. I'll probably have to go deal with. Don't disqualify yourself because you're horn bad. Amen. So you guys have a great night. You know, remain grateful. Always remain grateful and stay hungry for the word. Uh, yeah, second time hearing that today, Tasha. Read it. Make a confession. Uh, confess the word over your life right now. Uh, if you know watching all this news and all this stuff causes you to feel a certain way, don't watch it. You know what you need to do. Same thing we've been doing for, I hope you've been doing for years. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I mean, do the basic stuff to keep yourself healthy. If you know you get sick every time you stay up for a long periods of time, get some rest. Keep your immune system uh, good. Don't eat those foods that cause you to have allergies and all that stuff and cause you to feel bad. There are some basic things you can do to stay healthy. Do those things. So I just want the video to catch up. I think we're at the point now. It's caught up. So uh, I'll see you guys later. 
Y'all have a great night. Uh, if you guys need anything, inbox me. Any prayer or anything like that, uh, please inbox me. And uh, have a great rest of the week. Don't live in fear. You've already been healed. You're already safe. You're already complete. In Jesus' name, amen.